Hello and welcome to a Pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan, my pronouns are he, him, and I'll be your storyteller for this game about living gods on the wrong side of the law. Joining me for this game is... Hey there guys, my name is Tyler, uh, pronouns are he, him, I'm going to be playing uh, Ricky, the fire-affected street exorcist. Hi everybody, my name is Christina, I will be playing Elion. My pronouns are she, her, and Elion's pronouns are they, them. They are a water-aspected investigator. Hi everyone, my name's Cody, pronouns are he, they, and I play Amalar Divine, the air-aspected shady businessman. Hi, my name is Britt, and my pronouns are she and her. I play a wood aspect named Rush Ferris, who has a ferret familiar named Zeke. Together, they specialize in archery, larceny, and dance. Hi, I'm Michaela, she, her, and I'll be playing Tarali of House Regara, an Earth-aspected leader of a small military force known as the Tyrants, who cooks the books for the gang. And this is Exalted, Like a Dragon-Blooded. Act 2, A Calibration Celebration. The day of journeys finishes, and we come back to everyone awakening on the Day of Secrets. The Day of Secrets is a day of cleanup, of uh, a day to a day of rest, a day of being able to get things off of your chest that uh, might need to be done. A day of coming to terms with enemies, or a day of well admitting wrongdoing to a teller of secrets. One of the many traditions that exists in creation for the Day of Secrets is uh, for a neighborhood or a city or a town, uh, there are a few people who are chosen or volunteer to be given secrets, and then they are subsequently written down tossed into a fire, and then somehow wiped from that person's mind. It is a way to honor uh, Jupiter, the Maiden of Secrets. If there are any things that you all would like to do before the meeting in the evening, uh, now is the time to tell me any deep, dark secrets you want to toss out there for the for the listeners that don't exist in creation to hear uh, and that no one else will remember or any people you want to make up with or what have you. Um, I have one thing I would like to do, Brendan. Please. Um, I would like to, at some point during this day, find a very, very nice bottle of alcohol and bring it to Thanos and apologize for wrecking his bar because he actually gave me good beer yesterday. Okay. Yeah, that sounds that sounds good. Uh, you find a very. Uh, do you do you prefer? Do you think that you, do you want beer or liquor or wine? Um, liquor. Liquor. Okay. You get a you get a fairly nice bottle of uh of some rum from Harbor Head. Yeah, that'll do. 
and uh, you bring it to the bar that you were at where that you can see him and a bunch of other uh, guild members are cleaning that up as well as helping to actually like beautify the, the, the local street that they're on. They're actually like taking they're actually like redoing some like windows and they're helping some of the some of the lesser people out They're uh, kind of not expecting any pay uh, more or less. The best way to put this is like if if that if the if in journeys everyone had like tp'd like houses like then in secrets everybody's actually like coming together as a community and like cleaning all the crank bullshit up right but you go up to this bar that you and manami the other day wrecked and uh tanos is basically uh Putting back to putting back together uh, his door that you broke on the way out, and he looks to you and goes, "Ricky, two days in a row, huh, bud?" I'm gonna kind of like hold my hands up. Hey, hey, no beef. We, no beef. I came to drop something off. Okay. I'm just gonna hand him like, you know, the the brown paper bag wrapped bottle. He takes it, uh, kind of looks at, at the actual bottle and kind of like opens up the stopper, stopper and sniffs. Harborhead rum. How'd you know? Because you look down your nose at people. But hey, listen, uh, I came into your bar looking for a fight yesterday. I didn't know you were in here. You just happened to be the guy I landed on. Uh, the drink you gave me was actually half decent. I caused a fuck, fuck. I fucked up for no reason. Uh, you're still a douchebag, but that was a bit uncalled for, and I recognize that. Water under the bridge. If I didn't get into a good bar fight during calibration, was it even a good calibration? Not at all. Well, uh, I'll, I'll save us all the, uh, all the kissing and making up. I'm gonna leave. Uh, uh, Catch you on the flip side or not. Uh, bye bye. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, that beer that you had. Yeah. It's a Giara stout from the scavenger lands. You know, if you wanted to tell your buddy. I just might do that. Pretty good stuff. You uh, have a good re- have a good rest of calibration. We can get back to being enemies or whatever afterwards. Don't tell me what to do. I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> he he laughs. He he honestly laughs and goes back to fixing up his bar. Good. <laughs> Anybody else have anything they want to do before that we get to the meat and potatoes of uh of calibration for me? Quick sidebar, Divine would stop by uh to tell Aaliyah that He's actually loaded. That's a secret, is he's not poor. Fine, dear. You know that I knew that, right? Your your name. It it, it completely gives it away. Oh. But I, I, I look like a criminal, right? Oh yes, dear. You're you are the most 
criminal. It should be illegal what you've done with my heart. Okay, and and you don't think any less of me for being, you know, one of the, I should really probably get one of those sober cats like Ricky. I need to ask him how he got that. Change the name up, make people think I'm less important than I am. Normally, that's not going to actually make you feel any less important. Usually, those are actually like used to make you feel more important because you know your name reaches further because you have a title yeah but it's something ricky's already got so like you know it's it's a catch-22 if if you need it and you want it then you're kind of reaching for it I'm sure that we can all figure out a very cool nickname for you at some point. Um, will I be seeing you tomorrow? Should she be seeing me tomorrow? The answer is supposed to be yes, right? The answer is supposed to be yes. Uh, tomorrow is Serenities, which is the Maiden of Venus. Tomorrow's the big party day and also the, like, back in the first stage, like the big orgy day. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You'll uh, like, <laughs> like <laughs> not to mince words. <laughs> ancient times, orgies all abound. Excellent. I'm going to get back to uh, some of my duties. Um, enjoy the rest of your day, Joe. I probably won't. There's a family meeting, and meetings mean business. Isn't that good for you? It should be, but it's not my business. Oh, I'm sure that it will be in some way. It's a family meeting after all, Divine. Yeah. And being conducted on the Day of Secrets, no less. Yeah, you are probably right. Wonder what Ricky's going to say. Probably some tough guy shit. Anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah. So uh, we'll see you tomorrow and get to this family meeting. Excellent. I look forward to it. I'll uh, make sure to get all done up and everything. So I'll do you up. Don't keep any promises that you can't. Uh, don't make any promises that you can't keep. <laughs> That's my secret. I never break promises. Oh, see, I thought it was that you're rich. Like, I can have more than one secret. <laughs> Anybody else have anything that they want to do? I, I, I have one last secret that will be revealed at the meeting. I'm horrified to know that. It's not a secret to you. Oh, Okay. I have no secrets other than uh, out of character. I don't have an exalted name, apparently. So as a dragon blooded, you that's what you actually get. Pick up the sober, the sober cat thing that uh, Ricky has. Ah. Yeah, you don't we don't typically get them. I was joking about Good. The, the one earlier. Good, then I'm I feel better about not having that. Like, I've got one in case I ever decide to pick up Soberket 
or Elion, but I don't know if I am or not. Yeah, no, I don't think I have any secrets for Ferris. She kind of, she's pretty open about a lot of things. I was going to say, I I mean, Elion doesn't lie, so... Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> there's not really many secrets to keep. I mean, I guess the, the, the other thing that I was talking to you earlier about um, for later this session is technically a secret, but eh. It's just it's just holding on to the truth until uh, until the time is right. Yeah. So, speaking of Elian, at some point, uh, doing the daily uh, helping people out uh, as is customary during this day, you find yourself um, just kind of down the street at some point and are kind of shoulder-checked by a nondescript-looking person. They just kind of, like, bump right into you and, like, look to you and just go, Oh, I thought that was you. Well, as is the day, uh, usually, uh, worth it. As this day is usually, uh, useful for this, I wanted to tell you this, Renalillion. I will defeat you in combat at some point. I will make you admit that I am the best Blazing Lotus practitioner. And you can see the nondescript face kind of shift a little bit. Uh, like the flesh kind of molds a little bit in front of you. Uh, this is not something that you're used to. This is probably your first time seeing this. And a very familiar, the very familiar face uh, that you used to know back at the dojo of Kai is staring at you. Huh. Interesting trick. I'm curious where you picked that up. Oh, you know, down in the fires of the south, I was stationed in Gem for a while. So I heard. Oh, been keeping tabs on me. Scared, are you? No, you just make a ruckus wherever you go, so it's very easy to hear about what you're doing. Mm, a ruckus. Yes, I suppose we could call it that. Well, I have a few more secrets to go and tell people, and uh, most of them involve who I'm going to kill. But you have some fun. Toodles. I look forward to the day when you try to defeat me. They round a corner and very easily, like, blend in with whatever crowd that they're in. Uh, Elliot's gonna kind of brush themselves off and just kind of feel around to make sure Kai didn't fuck with them in any way. Physically fuck with them? Uh, roll me a perception in medicine. Essentially, like, make sure they didn't lift anything off of them or try and do some quick bullshit where they like punctured them with a needle or anything like that. Uh, so if you're looking for lifting something off of them, that would be perception and awareness. Um, if you're looking to see if you got, if you're looking to see if you got physically hurt, I mean, obviously you didn't, I didn't have you take any health levels of damage. I mean, they did bump into you and you know that they do know where essence collects in the body. So, I mean, if you wanted to roll something, you could. Uh, would I be able to do two rolls? One to see if they lifted anything off and one to see if they physically did something? Yeah, sure thing. 
Okay. So you said perception and awareness for if they lifted anything? Yeah, because this is a uh, a pretty quick pat down of yourself. Weird question. Would having them as a rival help with this role at all? I don't believe so. Okay, I didn't think so. I wanted to double check. You find nothing has been lifted from you. In fact, quite the opposite. You have a note in your pocket. Okay, I will get to that in a second. Let me check if physically anything's been done. And did you say it was perception and medicine? Yep. Only two. Well, the good news is is that your chakras don't feel off. You're uh, respiring essence at a regular rate. Um, Your heart beats a little bit faster, but, you know, seeing someone literally shift their face probably would spook almost anyone. However, what caught your attention much more is the fact that you currently have a note in your pocket. Uh, The note, upon being unfolded, is actually... Calling it a note is wrong. Um, Are you familiar with, like, uh, like an anime or, like, Japanese culture when they have, like, the the, the sutra, like, the the spell charms or something? Like, the, the prayer strips, that's what they're called. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know what you mean. Uh, the, the little pieces of paper that you write like calligraphy on, and then you throw at demons or whatever. Yeah, uh, I think they. Fe- much mean. Yeah, they they feature pretty heavily in like Sailor Moon and yada yada. But you have one of those in your pocket. And you mean like the uh, the ghost seals? Yeah. Yeah. So upon like looking at it, the uh, the little prayer strip is actually a. Um, thing that explains some of the higher principles of uh, Blazing Lotus style. Um, Essentially, it's uh, I know that you haven't maxed out the style yet. It's essentially like a uh, like an art, uh, like a role play thing where that like, hey, kind of like showing like, hey, this person has actually gotten further along in the style than you. And like, it's kind of like taunting you with it is the best way I could put it. I was I was also thinking of the sutures or whatever they're called from uh Inuyasha to Michaela. I was with Morocco. I was definitely thinking of that as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh so Elian's gonna fold it up, pocket it, and kind of go about their day. Do you all want to arrive together, or do you guys want to arrive separately? I'm fine with together. Okay. If everybody's fine with together, then you all are on the elevator on time to go to the big meeting on the Day of Secrets. Um, you all are there, plus uh, plus Manami's there with y'all. He just kind of looks around to everyone and just like, Yo, so I'll be real. I'm I'm real fucking nervous. Apparently, everybody's gonna be here today. Everybody. Yeah, yeah, everybody. Don't 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 get on me. I I I lapse into different accents when when I'm nervous. My boy's having a hard time. Don't don't make him wet himself, Divine. Yeah. You know he's he's gonna cry. Break down in front of the big boss. We don't want that to happen. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to cry and break down in front of no big boss here. Okay, if uh, if if you say so, I think that would be hilarious. 
Hey, uh, before before we go in, uh, just r- real quick, it's it's the day of secrets and all. Um, Ricky isn't my full name. Uh, my name is Ryu. Uh, it's Rikitaki Ryu is actually my name. So, uh, yeah, congratulations for me letting you know about it. I, I'm sure that that took a lot of courage, bud. Duh. Hey, fuck you. Hey, it's, it's okay. Like, sometimes secrets aren't as big as you think they are. Like, it's not like I was, like, sweating about it, you know? I wasn't, I wasn't like, losing my sleep over it. You know, I just don't. It's, uh, that's a name from another time in my life. Let's well, just say that. Thank you for telling us. Having uh, successfully made uh, Minami feel way less uh, awkward, you all arrive on the floor where uh, everything is kind of bustling. There are a lot more people. There there are a lot of people in here. Uh, When you come in, there are six seats that are set up uh, f- uh, basically, uh, one that's, uh, uh, a raised seat, almost like a King's throne, uh, and then five in front of that. And then there's, um, seats along a very long table, uh, that are all kind of, uh, set up for like, Hey, this is where this family sits. And this is where this family sits. Um, all of the family heads are in their specific places. Um, the uh, y'all's matriarch is sitting at uh, at, at uh, the space where that she is uh, supposed to be uh, with empty seats for you all near her. Um, up at the front, uh, in the highest chair, basically the the, the leader's chair is Reshbalar. Uh, looking more serious than you all have ever seen him look. And in front of him, there are, there are five seats, which contain a few people in them going from left to right is the blonde, well put together form of Baronado Jalin, the claw strider advisor. Uh, he is, essentially the guy who is in charge of if the gang goes to war, he's the one who makes the battle plans. Sitting next to him um, is uh, Goesatara Domoku, uh, the former head of the Goesatara family, uh, who was promoted to Ox Dragon Advisor. He is in charge of recruitment, expansion, and protection. Uh, He is an older-looking gentleman uh, that age is beginning to catch up to. Uh, You know that he is potentially within his third century of life. Uh, Next up is is a matronly-looking older lady. Uh, She is probably the same age as uh, Domoku. Uh, who's the Rayton advisor. Um, She's in charge of information gathering, uh, brokering, and uh, basically acts as uh, scouts during gang wars. Uh, This is uh, the the former Izath leader, uh, Felen. uh, Izath leader, Felen. She has a look of 
concern on her face as if that she knows something is going on. Um, there is another lady that sits next to her, um, who is very, uh, uh, is younger, probably closer to, uh, Jalin's age, um, with long black hair that is braided and she has kind of a muscular form to her. Uh, that is, uh, Kajak Shukan. Uh, she is the Thunder Lizard advisor, who is basically the economic powerhouse. And she looks pissed about something. And finally, the oldest person in the room. Um, if you all had to guess, she is in her fifth century of life. She she has a grandmotherly look to her. She is smoking a pipe and just kind of like has this real thin, very wrinkled skin, like white hair and is keeping her sunken eyes kind of like looking around and not really looking to anyone, but looking at everyone. This woman is the oldest member of the clan, the siege lizard advisor, Iselsi Bantis. For anyone who has any knowledge about the realm here, <laughs> Regara Tarali, Iselsi is a house that until very recently you thought uh, a former realm house that until very recently, literally this moment meeting this lady, you thought had been uh, killed, like to the last. Oh, OK. Then. Um, since you are literally from the realm, I'm going to just kind of give you some information about this. Um, the house I Celsi used to be. Uh, the people who were in charge of the all-seeing eye, the information-gathering network of the Scarlet Empress. Until a few decades ago, maybe closer to 100 years. Um, yes, I believe they are a waterhouse as well. Um, but closer to like 100 years ago, I believe, uh, the Scarlet Empress, uh, according to information that you had, they tried to uh, kill the Scarlet Empress, and she did not take kindly to that. Literally had the whole name struck from all records and killed them to the last, or so realm history says. Well, we all know how accurate history is. Along with that, there's a few other people that's met or heard about, but others have not. The main two that I want to bring up as far as heads of family go are going to be there is the Ezath family, uh, which you all know that uh, Minami is a part of, but there is also their matriarch, uh, Ezath Sotaba, who is a fairly muscular young lady uh, with a pair of uh, 
Katar's at her side and a wiry martial artist form. She is looking around uh, and Manami immediately kind of like goes over to her and like introduces, uh, not introduces himself, but like goes over to her, uh, pays his respects and then goes to sit down. Next up is uh, in the uh, the lineup next to on that side of the table next to them is a man who takes up about three chairs. Uh, there's only one other person in here who's roughly the size of him, and that's uh, Ashen Unbowed Mountain, the uh, the fairly jovial guy from House Baronado. This guy is larger than Mountain, and Ferris recognizes him as Patriarch Gagari Karsa. The last time that you saw him, he was bored inside of the Ronal family dojo and kicked the ass out of someone so hard you didn't even see it happen. Oh yeah, it was dojo guy. He has short hair, a mean look, and... Somewhere along, somewhere along the wall is his sword, a hilt that is stuck into a thing of pure rock. It's not even sharpened. It looks uh, the best way I could put it is it looks like a really rough monster hunter great sword. Then, of course, you guys have your own matron, Sorrow, who's hanging out. The. Uh, Resh family has their own table. And finally, across from the Goesatara family is the Kujak family. Their leader, uh, Grim Breeze, is sat across from Matriarch Sorrow and is completely obscured. They are wearing a cloak. They have a large hood up. They have a blackened face mask. And no part of their body is exposed. The only thing that you all feel is keeping them there is. It's hard to tell if anything is even uh, is even there. Like it, there are rumors about Grimbreeze, but. As you can see, none of them can be. I guess corroborated as you can't see anything about them. Is there anything that you all would like to anyone that you all would like to interact with now that you have all of the important NPCs that could possibly be important here to interact with? I do have a question. Are we um, just kind of sitting to ourselves or do I have to sit anywhere specific? Uh, you would be sitting with the with the Goesatara family. So, uh, while that we, while that, uh, people go through things, I, w- I want to let you all know that at some point, uh, a couple of the lower level people, uh, the other dragon blooded, but, uh, some of the other lower level people, uh, from other families, uh, specifically the Ezeth, uh, and the Resh family, uh, do come over and like look to Ricky and go, and, and basically a few of them just kind of like introduce themselves like, hey, I'm Ferris's sister. I'm her brother, yada, yada. They, they kind of do the the introduction. But one of the things is that everyone is always kind of 
going towards Ricky before anyone else and usually like complimenting him on like the atonement break, the atonement prison break. He, he they're very much like all fucking about this. Like, holy shit, you did an awesome thing there, bud. How does uh, how does Ricky react to like basically getting praised by either sometimes his superiors or like uh, people who are under him? Um, you know, the the super confident attitude kind of wavers a little bit. It's kind of weird. Uh, Ricky's kind of had the entire his entire time being in the family. He's kind of not been an underling, but like kind of been an underling. So it's certainly different. Not really sure what to make of it. He just kind of nods appreciatively and uh, doesn't really know what to make of the situation. You know what? That's totally fair. And he would, of course, mention that there were. It, it wasn't just him. It was the whole thing. He would just happen to be at the right place at the right time. Right place at the right time. Yeah, that's something to say about going to prison just to get buff. I forgot that that's why I went. <laughs> that's absolutely why he went. It was a. We basically just reenacted the plot of uh, Baki Hanma. Yeah, pretty much. Um, at some point, Elian, uh, goes over to talk to Mountain. Um, you know, they catch up. Mountain's jovial, as always, um, is asking how that, uh, asking if you'd gone to see the Tricon yet, uh, asking about, like, just general, like, catching up to do, catching up things now that he's back in town. Pretty much, yeah. I'm I'm literally looking through my NPC list to see if there's anyone who would uh, come up and hang out with you all. Obviously, uh, Ferris's uh, Ferris's family comes over and talks with her and kind of kind of just catches up as as you do with family. At some point, Tarali finds herself uh, approached by the older lady who was sitting on the council. The uh, uh, Iselsi Bantis, the, uh, one of the advisors. And she kind of like, she comes over to you and she has a cane in her hand and she's still smoking like her, like three foot long cigarette on a stick. And she comes up to you and she goes, I see there, I see that they're breeding house regard to be mu- much more than bankers nowadays. Is that so? Uh, we've always been more than we seemed, but yeah. I see. And are my siblings, well, cousins, I guess, getting along well? Well is a relative term, but, you know, family is family. Yes, I thought the same way until that I until I and the rest of my people were taken out. But water under the bridge. Now, Lady Tarali, if I might ask a, a small favor, <clears throat> are you still in contact with any of your people back in the realm? Um. It's a complicated relationship, but sort of. 
Sort of, I see. Well, if you could sort of find a way to get this letter to... One of my agents in the realm, I would be eternally grateful to you. She takes a long, long drag of the cigarette and blows the smoke uh, away towards uh, towards an open window. In fact, you could say I would owe you the deepest favor imaginable. I'd be able to find you anything. My old information network still persists and she pulls out a sealed uh a sealed scroll and you can see on it these uh a modified version of the seal of house icelsi on it uh so raleigh will take what's being offered to her um i'm sure through networks uh that should be able to be arranged. Excellent. I look forward to being able to work with you in the future. Takes another deep drag. Keep your eyes towards the horizon when the sun rises. The next couple of years will be very interesting. <laughs> so I have heard. Thank you for the warning, and it is good to see you in such surprising health. It's always good to know that some people, some younger people, still appreciate the things that we did. <laughs> she goes and sits down, back up at her seat. Anybody else have something? Um... When I was approached, other than just general congratulations, good job, did anyone have, like, anything markedly to talk to me about other than the prison break? Unless, of course, you have something in mind, no. Okay. Um, a lot of a lot of the people are using your uh, your supper cat. So, like, it right. is very clearly, like, spreading. Uh, a, a few, a few of the, uh, a few of the people from the Resh and Ezath clan actually do come over and congratulate you, uh, not on the atonement prison break, but actually on what that they had heard from, uh, Resh Bilar about what that you did to Thanos. Fair. That story is... I don't want to say that it's less impressive than the than the prison break, uh, but considering that everybody here kind of fucking hates the guild, uh, and the guild does a really good job of trying to squash those things, unlike the realm, who is you know literally going through a civil war right now or on the verge of it, uh, certain rumors are easier to get out. Right. Um, but yeah, did you want anyone to ask you about certain things that I'm uh, drawing a blank on? Because no, I just I'm not really. There's a lot of names. I don't know who they are. I don't know if any. I didn't want something to be important to me without me knowing about it. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, that totally makes sense. Um, I'm trying to think if anyone else would be like super interested in what that you've done. It's cool. Um, if not. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, so 
Uh, what is that weird question, Christina? So I was just reading through uh, the current members and positions of each of the clans, just like super quick to kind of um, refresh my memory a bit. And I had forgotten that uh, Unbowed Ashen Mountain is mortal. Yes. And my weird question is, what's the mortal to dragon-blooded ratio right now with everybody here? With everybody here, the mortal to dragon-blooded ratio is... It's higher on the dragon-blooded side. Where are... Because I think I saw in one of the families that they don't have very many dragon-blooded. It's mostly a mortal clan. I believe that that is the Baronado family, because they're very new. Okay. Are, are, Are the other clans kind of looking at them a certain kind of way because they aren't... Are there... There's not a lot of dragon blooded in that family? Um, why don't you make me a perception investigation roll? Exactly. I'm, I'm over with them, so I'm very curious. But it mm-hmm. I and them kind of funny. Uh, question. Would my enhanced sight help with this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So Elian's just going to kind of be talking to Mountain and every time, because I imagine he's a big, like, since he's a jovial guy, he likes to laugh a lot. So whenever he's laughing and kind of closing his eyes to laugh, they're going to kind of scan the room real quick and just see if anybody's looking in their direction, side-eyeing anybody in the family in particular. Eight. Damn, girl. So, with eight successes, there are obviously a few people that it is literally impossible to get a to get a read on uh specifically grim breeze is impossible to get a read on because literally all of all of them is covered up um but with an eight you can tell that there are a few other people uh specifically older people who are giving mountain kind of a side eye like you don't belong here kind of look and every now and again you are noticing that jalin is looking over at them and like giving them a death glare and it does not matter who that they are one of the other things to note is is that this is also happening to the other giant person in the room because while that you don't know if they're exalted or not, um, Karsa definitely isn't a dragon blooded. Are there any weird features on them that would indicate if they are exalted of another type? That would be a perception and a cult role. Okay. Uh, I do have a little occult knowledge. Um, would enhanced sight still count towards this or no? Um, I'm going to say yes, um, because it like, it's a sight thing that you're looking for. Just making sure. Did I hear something about a cult? Is it an occult role? Yeah. Uh, Elian's trying to figure out, uh, because Karsa is not dragon-blooded but is also fucking huge. 
Um, I mean, granted, Mountain's also mortal and pretty huge, but Karsa's bigger than Mountain is. So Elena's trying to figure out if maybe they're exalted of another type because they're also getting like death glares as well. I see. Only four. With four successes, you can see that Karsa does in fact have some some dragon blooded uh the, the 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 lines that denote that they're uh that they have dragon blooded blood in them the little breeding lines on them um but they're not raised and they're not like shining like it would on a regular dragon blooded uh who has any kind of uh high a high pedigree or whatever like it it's not like how divines is like very obvious but the blood's there it just may not be active. You you don't really know. Like, there's nothing else that kind of jumps out at you. Okay. Um. So seeing the death glares and just the mean mugging that Mountain and the rest of the Baronado family has been getting, Elian's not going to hesitate to talk a little bit louder. Not yelling, but just lifting their voice up a little bit. Because they're a reasonably level-voiced person in general, kind of lift the voice up a little bit, seeming like they're trying to match the energy a little bit more that Mountain's putting off, and just kind of talk about how good of a combatant Mountain is and how much, how helpful he's been and stuff like that. Kind of very subtly slip in um, some praise to the fa- to their family and to him in particular. For like stuff they've done and things like that. Oh, friend Elian, you have no need to do this thing for me. I I am used to their, I am used to their glares. They are just jealous that I that I am able to live happy life. But on the down low, I do appreciate it. Uh, Mountain gives you a maybe a little bit too hard of a clap on the back and a laugh, like a. <laughs> Look at look at this person. Look at him. You are great friend. You're one as well. You are very delightful to speak with. And you bring a lot of I imagine these affairs are going to get very heated and stuffy and you do bring some levity to it, which is nice. I will do my best. And then uh if no one else wants to talk to anyone I'm going to go get into uh we're going to, we're going to switch over to serious crime drama. Is serious crime do- drama going to explain why uh fuck what's her name? Uh Thunder Lizard. Uh Kajak Shakan why she's so pissed. Ah, I, I believe that you've picked up on on what I've uh put down. Yes. Uh, okay, dope, because that was going to be my thing. But if crime drama is going to cover it, then boom. So. Finally, as the, the last member of the fam- of the Tyranata clan enters, sits down. Resh Balar gives a loud clap of his hands and everyone is brought to attention. It takes a moment and then he looks to everyone and goes, Friends, family, I'm so glad that you all could join us here. And 
thank you all to the Goesatara family for hosting us here in Chiroscuro. They have one of the best, and immediately there is a sound of like a fist hitting a table as like part of the table that you all bought is broken as Carsa like slams his meaty fist into it. Liar. They do not have the best place. I bargained with a goddess and got a place in the plaza. In the this, this is child's play. Now, now. Carsa, settle down. Imagine thinking that being a goddess's bitch makes your place better. Do you say that out loud? I do. He looks to you with a death glare. No, little man. That if it were not for your family's protection from my own, I would reach across this table and snap your neck like the twig that it is. I don't think you would, but, you know, those big meaty arms would probably get stuck. Can you even stand up out of that chair? He stands up, and you can hear the chair groan in relief. Raleigh hit him. <laughs> if you had to guess, he's probably at least as muscular as Tarali. Only at least? Only at least. Oh, so you can stand up. Is he uh is he just is he moving over here? Is he standing there, Brendan? He's standing there intimidatingly. I'm gonna hold a hand up. Between the both of them. Hey, how about, how about we, uh, how about we, how about we, how about we cut this out? Hi, huh, guys. We're in the middle of a meeting. It's the day of meetings and all that. Shut the fuck up, Divine. Only because it's you, Ricky. The squirrely form of Tepit Men uh, comes up and puts a uh, small hand on Carsa's uh, shoulder. He leans down, w- listens to a whisper, and sits. Reshbalar comes back and just kind of goes, Yes, yes, we all know that you dealt with Grandmother Bright and owe, and owe a favor to the goddess of Chiroscuro. Don't worry. Next year we'll have it at your place when that we're at when that we're all in Chiroscuro. And we can all enjoy the great whatevers that Grandmother Bright does. Brendan. When yes, um It was a covered whisper. Okay. I was gonna ask I was like, I'm gonna try and read lips, man. Tepit Min, Tepit Min knows what he's fucking doing. On to the main business that I've called you all here. As you all know, we have been at war with the guild for, well, since our inception. I aim to end that war with my reign as the tyrant. Is everybody here in agreement that we should take these slaver assholes and kick them out of any city that we're a part of. Um, a cacophony of roars and yeah, and everything else goes on, but there's a few notable people who are not joining in. Most notably 
are uh, Shukan, the economics advisor, Grim Breeze, and, well, how does Elian react to it? <laughs> Since that Elian has a, does have a friend in the guild. So basically, Elian's sitting and trying to study everyone as quickly as they can throughout this whole thing for like any weirdness. Um, and as far as the reaction of it, they're just kind of, they're not that like, oh, yeah, let's down with the realm type of thing. They're just kind of like, just nodding. If anyone has anything to speak up against this, let me know. If not, I'm going to kind of assume that you all are kind of uh, on board with his plan of uh, kicking these guys' asses. He said he's on plan. Uh, he has a plan of like kicking like slavers' asses. Uh, yes, specifically the guild. Okay, then yeah, we all know how. Ferris feels about that. Very strongly. So, with no one else uh, speaking up here, everyone besides a few, as I mentioned before, are on board with this. However, Shukan, the the economics advisor, waits for everyone to quiet down, and then stands up and. She looks to him and goes, Yes, well, Reshbalar, tyrant, if I might, that's all well and good, but wars require money. And when I last left our coffers, not a few days prior to coming down here, there was nothing in there, and everybody goes silent. What do you mean there's nothing in there? She she turns to you. Emlar Divine. The divine bureaucrats of the Goistara. Property management, yada yada. All very good and whatnot. I was looking at the tyrant's coffers. The entirety of the family's coffers. There is not a single piece of script. Not a single yen. And not a single dot of the realm's jade within our coffers in Great Forks. It has not been spent. We have been robbed. And there are very few people who have access to our coffers. Which means someone among us has betrayed the family has betrayed the clan and is very likely working with either the guild or the realm. Thank you for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you liked what you heard, why not leave a review or tell a friend about us? It helps get the good word out about the work we put into this show. If you wanted to ask us any questions, you can contact us through Twitter at A Pair of Dice Lost or email at A Pair of Dice Lost at gmail.com. 
The theme song for this game is Dragon Dance by Raphael Crux, used under a Creative Commons license. And for making it this far, I saw that cool thing you did, so have some stunt dice. <laughs>